The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I wish I was there right now. Uh, The Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. We are without the beautiful Arash Markazi because he gets to enjoy that beautiful Hawaii sun. But I'm joined as always by Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, and Mr. Jake. And a special friend and guest and host, um, Grant... Mana. Mana? Mona. 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 Either way. I love, no, no. We've got to call you the right name, man. We've got to call you the right name. How's everybody doing? It's going great. Thank you guys for having me on. And finally in person. You don't have to hear my bad audio quality. And and I want to be in Vegas too, Jihei, so I can bet the over on my Niners. Super, Super Bowl champs, baby. I, I love how you're like still sticking, still sticking true to that. Live by the sword, die by the uh, sword. I guess, I guess. How's everybody else doing? Doing well. Uh, excited to be here. Full house. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm good as well, Jihei. I can't wait for Game Three tonight. I want to see Scott Foster is officially refing the game. No they way! Announced it. Yeah. Yes. So. Oh man, I'm changing my pick. That Celtics are winning tonight. They're, are they? Is it 12 and 0? What? Yeah. Is, oh, okay. yeah. Now it's 12 no, no, I didn't know Scott seven. Foster. Okay, yeah. then the Dubs are definitely not winning. <laughs> well, yeah. The Celtics cannot wait. All right. Well. We'll, we'll see, hopefully, knock on wood, we're going to get to that as well. Um, but let's get to the rundown. Brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor uh, Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Let's do this. Well, game number three is tonight, as Armand said. Who is your X-Factor, guys, for each team going into this pivotal game? I'm going to say that this is going to be a Clay Thompson uh, live by the sword, die by the sword game. He needs 20-plus points on efficient scoring. You know Curry's going to play well, most likely. We know Jordan Poole's probably going to play well. Draymond's going to do his thing. It's going to be about Clay Thompson because the Celtics will be better offensively in this game. They got Scott Foster on their side, the 13th, the what is he, the 15th man off the bench for the Celtics. Um, so you know it's going to be tough for the Warriors to win. I think this is a very competitive game, and I think the you know I was going to pick the Dubs to pull off the upset tonight. Everyone is picking the Celtics. Geez, like do, do something else. But now I know why. Scott Foster, 12 and 0. Celtics are when he officiates. So Celtics are going to win tonight, but Klay Thompson is the key. He's the X factor. I'm with you. I say Klay Thompson, and I'm going to say we know the story of this postseason, really all postseasons, is that the role players play better at home. Grant Williams has been MIA this series, and he was really, you know, impactful for them the first three rounds of the playoffs. So I'm going to say that he is going to bounce back. I don't know what that really means because, you know, he's not a scorer, but I think he's going to keep his emotions under control. They're not going to let Draymond get under his skin maybe hit a couple three-pointers and change the momentum of the game. Yeah, I think you guys nailed it with Clay on the Celtics side of things. I'm going to go with Marcus Smart. Uh, game one win, uh, seven for 11 from the field, 18 points. Game two loss, one of six from the field, just two points. 
five turnovers. When Smart's playing at his best, it gives the Celtics another dynamic option. Uh, I mean, we know what he can do on the defensive end, winning defensive player of the year. But when he can get it going offensively, it just adds another weapon to that offense. Yeah, I, I think in this series, it's going to be the Celtic stars. I mean, you're playing at home. They haven't been a very great home team. I mean, they lost game six at home to the Heat. They won on the road in game seven. Jason Tatum was a negative 36 in, yeah. that, in that game, too. Um, he, he needs to be better. Um, those two guys, Jalen Brown got off to a hot start, but then he kind of cooled off. Um, you know, Jamon Green kind of got under those guys' skin. So um, those two stars have to show up at home tonight. Yeah, they're uh, they're still favored at three and a half. So if anybody, I, I mean, I still think it's I think it's going to be close because I think that Golden State, like you guys said, like Clay's going to have to step up here. Um, everybody's going to have. I mean, to have step you seen up. Scott Foster? He just looks like he's from Boston. <laughs> I don't know where he's from, but like he just looks like he's a Celtics fan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he doesn't have the best reputation when it comes to uh, refing certain teams. So I, I so I hundred percent get that. You know that. what they should do, Jihei? Um, they should make uh, on Bravo a reality show about Scott Foster <laughs> and NBA refs. For what a lifestyle of NBA refs. Scott Foster is from Maryland. So is it is the, uh, it is, it is the, it is the general vicinity. They shouldn't let him rest. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, it only takes like a few hours to get from Maryland to Boston, so yeah. I, I get that. It it's probably like, got to be four? the closest NBA team. Right? Anyway, what well, what do you think? He's a Wizards fan? No shot. No, I mean, no, they Wizards. have DC oh, right DC. next yeah, to them. Oh, DC. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he's uh, again, he does not have a stellar reputation. But I would watch that reality show, by the way, Brandon. They should oh, do it. Hundred percent. Bravo, MTV. Any of us? You want some investors? Let's get it done. Yeah, <laughs> come on the show. Let's make it happen. NBA ref lifestyle. Scott Foster. <laughs> well, moving on. Uh, uh, this, uh, the Steph versus LeBron legacy debate has been discussed a lot recently with some people even saying Steph has a better legacy than LeBron, guys. Is this true? Where does Steph Curry rank all-time, even without a Finals MVP? Um, he may get this, get it this year. Um, where does LeBron rank all-time? Listen, I want to take whatever drug people are on that say Steph Curry has a better legacy than LeBron. They should never work in media again. I mean, are you kidding me? LeBron is the second best player in the history of basketball and Steph will never be that even if he wins the next three championships and wins finals MVP. Steph is a top 10 11 player whatever maybe you put him above Wilt although Wilt scored 101 points so like who are you putting him over? Not putting him over Bird, Magic, any of those guys Shaq, Tim Duncan, Kobe he's not over any of those guys so this like legacy thing. Wait a minute you don't think he's over Tim Duncan? Heck no. Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan has, has five, five titles I was okay, going to say everybody you just mentioned has four or five rings. Yeah let's... but he's on the trajectory of getting those rings. This is last ring. True. No Stop, 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 stop. They're in a better spot than LeBron is. In terms it might, of not, the future. Be his, it might yeah. be his not his last ring because Jordan Poole. How many obviously. rings does Steph have if Kevin Durant never goes Golden State? Ooh. Two. Spicy. No, he still has he still has three. They can win. Mm. They can, they won without him. They can win without Kevin Durant as well. They won without Kevin well, yeah, Durant before. They Jordan they have Jordan Poole. But going back to Tim Duncan, let's stop with the disrespect about Tim Duncan. This is like arguably like some people are putting him above Kobe. I wouldn't. I'm not like, I'm not disrespecting Tim Duncan. He's still a, a top 10. Yeah. That, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying Steph is above a Tim Duncan. That's well, what I'm saying. Legacy-wise or all-time? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Legacy-wise, le- le- legacy legacy he yeah. changed the game. Yeah. I, I think like like LeBron is is the guy who globalized the game after Michael Jordan and Kobe, so I feel like his impact is third, and I would say Steph is fourth because he changed the way the game is played. So I see the legacy argument all-time. Steph is nowhere close to LeBron, and I don't think he ever will be. No offense to Stephen Curry. I think he's great. 
Yeah, I mean, in terms of legacy, I don't think we can compare Steph and LeBron yet. I mean, look, Steph probably has a few more years of finals runs left yeah. in him, right? Yeah. So Jordan, yeah. we can't really we can't really discuss it at this point because LeBron, we don't know how much he has left, maybe a few years, and he's probably not going to get back to the finals the way the Lakers hey, are, hey, hey. are going. I'm sorry to say it, <laughs> let's but... Keep, let's keep we'll, doubting him. Maybe he'll get mad and go But, to um, yeah, all time, I mean, LeBron is just so far... I mean, he's considered number one all time over Jordan by some people, not by me, but by some people. So we can't really compare them all time ranking but legacy for sure because look Steph Curry changed the game you, you see guys pulling up from the logo nowadays and you didn't see and that even before beyond that yeah even, even beyond, beyond that now logo. so um yeah legacy wise I mean Steph Curry changed the game so I gotta go with him yeah really yeah but didn't he, LeBron, LeBron kind of change the mm, game too Luca Luca's probably very similar to him in terms of like play style and how they play but Steph Curry literally have has people shooting from 28 feet I, I can see pulling your, up like working yeah. on their three-point game that they didn't before so. I can see your argument but all time it's no do are we all in agreement there that all time Steph is nowhere close to LeBron I mean I think it's as simple as the debate is LeBron versus MJ not LeBron versus MJ versus Steph I think it's as simple as that all time legacy wise yeah. I mean Steph they both changed the game in very different ways um but legacy wise you can definitely have the debate all time I don't think there's no yeah there's I'm, I'm with you there but I still have even LeBron and legacy just because we've never seen a physical beast like him in the NBA and probably will never again ever like mm. people need to start like appreciating these last two years that we get of LeBron James, like we did with Kobe. Yeah, the, LeBron's longevity—I don't think we'll ever see in the league ever again. I'm with everything that's been said. There was a viral clip that uh, was posted like two days ago. Steph Curry. This was his in his rookie year, I believe. He stole the ball in transition, pulls up for three, and the announcers are like, "Whoa, what was that? Go up for a layup." He is the most transcendent player I think this game has ever seen, and that impacts his all-time ranking. He's not near LeBron, but he's, in my opinion, the best point guard that's ever played. Obviously, I don't think any of us have seen Magic Johnson play, so it's it's oh, hard. Oh, let's, let's cut it it's, there. So I, I have. Sorry, I have. <laughs> oh, okay, you're only 25. I know, right? Uh -oh. um, no, I have, and Magic is one of those transcendent players because he played every position. He didn't play just a point guard. He was the center when when he won his rookie year. He like he had to take over all those different roles. So sorry to interrupt you, but th that's I think I think Magic. You could debate. You could debate. Point guard, um, best point guard of all time. It's, no, I don't think you it's can't, debatable. I think you can't it's really Magic Johnson. Yeah, you can't really debate. Look, and you guys have access to film now, so go and look at film and look at how he played and how he he differentiated. They don't the, have the, winning the time about Steph, do they? See, no. here's the thing, and this is why it's important to let this series and his career finish out. I do think Steph is not there yet, but after this finals, I would say that if they win, he's there, and he has, like you said, Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kuminga, who knows what James Wiseman will be. But James they have Wiseman's going to be good. Let's just stop with the hate. They have Wiseman. a second iteration of this Warriors nucleus coming up on the pipeline, and that could mean Steph gets to six rings. Who knows? I don't know if that's realistic, but I do think he will pass what Magic. About, what about the, the Lakers pipeline, though, with Wenyan, Gabriel, Austin, Austin Reeves, <laughs> yeah. Taylor Horton, Tucker. The workout they just Can't had with Kyle Guy and Langston Galloway. I feel like you guys are comparing apples to oranges here <laughs> with that with that with with these young kids uh, I was the Lakers. Kidding. But I will I will say this wasn't it last even last season they didn't they wouldn't have made the playoffs without Steph they wouldn't have gotten that eighth seed he without was my vote Steph. for MVP and you know me I'm a big stats guy and I picked Jokic this year by a mile but last year I would have voted for Stephen Curry he just if without him they were the last place team in the Western Conference yeah no no that that I agree with you on 
Well, moving on, the Angels have lost 13 games in a row now, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better. How should a team react um, when they are free-falling like this, guys, and how can they start winning games, and what's the key? Yeah, this is embarrassing for the for the league. Um, this is embarrassing for, for everything. I, there's a lot of deflecting going on in this organization. Um, I wanted to say this. Uh, every blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while, and they're not blind, the Angels. They've just lost their vision. They need their vision back. Once they get a win, they'll start winning. They're not blind like the squirrel, but they'll get a win every once so in a while. So what's their vision then? What should their what was their initial vision? Well, their then? initial vision is it I mean it's it's definitely tainted. I wouldn't have fired Joe Madden. I think that was dumb. You're in the middle of the season. Um, I know he the game has kind of passed by him and maybe you need a more analytical manager, but also it's midseason. Like the Angels were still are still in a playoff race right now after losing thirteen straight. That's how good they were in the first twenty five games of the season. Season. And look, I, look, their vision has to be Trout and Otani hitting better, working and, and like pitching. They need to get an arm at the deadline, maybe maybe a couple. They have no relief pitching, no starting pitching besides Patrick Sandoval and Shohei Otani, who haven't even lived up to their expectations. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot, but the vision, I, I don't think firing Madden was the right decision because it just deflects the issue, and the issue is is. The GM. I mean, Madden didn't, you know, Perry. And I'm not saying like it's completely Perry's fault. I mean, there weren't, there wasn't a lot of great pitchers on this free agent market. But he did give Noah Syndergaard 21 million dollars. He did give Aaron Loop 10 million and Ryan Tapera seven, which I all thought were questionable signings. But also, you know, if you still have an extra pitcher, I'd love to play for you. I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to say, uh, I'm not trying to talk talk crap. I'd love to play for the organization. I, I just think in terms of vision, we talk about vision. Their vision was get a loaded bullpen and then have our offense just rake. And I think the bullpen has way underperformed to yep. what they can be. I mean, they get they paid the most money to a bullpen, I think, in the history of the game. They paid a lot of money. Um, and I want to go back to a few other years. In 2019, the Nationals looked terrible, too, at the, at the the halfway point the Braves last year looked terrible at the halfway point you have a lot of games in baseball for a reason there's a there's a chance I mean I'm not saying the Angels are going to win the World Series obviously but you know you always have to give these teams that go into free falls a chance and 13 games is a lot but we can't just write them off right now because you know there's three wild cards now they're half a game out of the, the third wild card so we got to give them a little bit of a chance here even though they've lost 13 in a row so yeah, I don't know exactly how you react when you've lost 13 straight games, but I don't think it's by firing Joe Madden. I think Joe Madden's clearly the scapegoat here. Um, someone I heard say it on social media yesterday, I don't remember exactly who it was, um, said that Joe Madden's responsible for putting players on the field. He's not responsible for picking the pool of which those players come mm. from. He's not responsible for putting that roster together, and I think that's where the Angels really failed this offseason. Um, but yeah, you're right. Baseball... Any, any team can get hot at the right time. It's not like the Angels were hovering around 500, lost 13 straight, and are now out of a playoff race. I mean, they're still right in the, right in the thick of it. Um, yeah, I think they just got to I think you just got to get hot. I think once they win one, they'll rattle off a couple and get back to winning. I think it's just getting that one and ending this streak and kind of getting the monkey off their back and then they'll be fine. So question for you, though, because he obviously was their manager before and they did not do well prior to this. So are you saying that like he could be like with him still there, they can still have this momentum you're, to like you're eventually. Prior Joe Madden, Joe Madden, yeah, Madden? Joe Madden, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is why. I mean, he won a World Series with a very similar team. The Cubs, Cubs just had better pitching. The hitting was very similar. Both teams that could rake. They paid a lot of money to that bullpen. The bullpen wasn't great at the beginning of the season either. That Cubs team. Um, the Angels bullpen should get better. Iglesias is one of the best pitchers in the American League. 
uh, relief-wise. Loop should even be better and Tapera. But so I don't think it's Madden's fault, although the last couple of years it's been Trout injured, Otani injured, you know, like how are you supposed to win more than 70 games when your two best players in the game are hurt? You know what I'm saying? It's not completely Madden's fault and it's it's an organizational fault for, you know, and it's it's really not as much Perry's fault either because he's just the new GM, right? This is they're changing a culture and it's hard to do. I wouldn't have fired Madden this early, but what can you do? He also took the Rays to the World Series. We forget about that. So So did Kevin Cash. Yeah. Pulled pulled Snell. Very similar managers, but you know, the Rays got to the World Series with him and they didn't have any money either. They have barely any talent. That was when Longo was in his prime. So he can do it. (laughs) He can really do it. No, well he's not doing it anymore, so not anymore. (laughs) anymore. Um, well moving on, Connor McDavid got swept by the Avalanche. He is considered by many to be the best player in the NHL. Does this hurt his legacy in his young career? Does he need to win a Stanley Cup soon to establish himself as one of the all time? greats guys I would say no um, he doesn't soon but like this guy's leaps and bounds the best player in the league it's not close uh, he has kind of like a LeBron type trajectory he has a better team than LeBron had early in his career in Cleveland obviously but uh, Connor McDavid and the Oilers should be able to win a cup within the next couple of years I think they are uh, trending in that direction and this is better for his legacy than losing to the Kings in the first round which they almost did people forget the Oilers ended up then you know winning the next series as well the Avalanche were by far the best team in the NHL this year yeah this kid is only 25 right, yeah right. I mean he has like, time yeah. even though even though in hockey I mean you start you know going pro like what like, yeah, it's like 19 yeah. <laughs> and I know Crosby but Crosby had better players when he was winning his his, his cups um, at, at this point so I think the Oilers are trending in the right direction they should be able to bring a cup back to Edmonton soon I really as soon as next year maybe I mean the my only problem with this is that hockey is cutthroat that this does not get discussed enough by the way in sports media except by you know hockey media uh people is that hockey is ruthless you want to talk about the nfl you want to talk about the nba making cuts forget all that nhl will cut, will slit your throat like the next day they'll like, and they'll, gone. And, we don't and care. they'll, and they'll marry your wife too yeah steal they'll, wife. they'll do they'll do all of that they'll, all of the above they'll fire head coaches after they have a wonderful season yeah like i've yeah. seen that many times in yeah. the nhl where you don't see that a guy gets a, gets to the finals in the nba and he's there for a year in yeah. the NHL, you get to the finals, you don't win it. Hey, see ya. We need somebody else. So yeah. it's very cut. And if their teeth are broken, it sounds like a great life. Not really. <laughs> and they get paid the least, too. Yeah. Like, like, oh, these poor guys. <laughs> these poor guys. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's ruthless. It's, it's, a, it's a hard knock life, man, that they live. But obviously they do it because they love it because who else would do this, right? Um, I think in the NHL, just in terms of his legacy, I think it's easier to stay in that GOAT legacy conversation in the NHL opposed to a sport like basketball where the ball's always in your hands and you're really in control of things. In hockey, you got to think about how much you're on the ice. It's not... It's very, I mean, a guy from McDavid more than, I mean, 90% of the league, he, his ice time's up there. But you're not on the ice very much. It, you, it's a much, it's more of a team sport. You're relying on other guys. Um, I think he does get that cup at some point. I think it's going to be pretty soon. I don't think Edmonton's going to look at, I mean, potentially the best player that the league's seen since Gretzky and waste that prime. Um, but I don't think he needs it immediately to, you know, establish himself as, as is, uh, one of the all-time greats. I think he's already done that at 25 years old. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Well, guys, last headline, Clippers or Lakers next season? Free agency will start within the next month, and Lakers have their work cut out for them, but the Clippers have all, almost have a full roster already. Who do you got? 
I mean, the Clippers have the championship team. It's about health. They're the best team entering next season, in my opinion. I don't think it's close. They've got eight wings who can play defense, who can score. Um, and it's really, they don't really need to improve. If Kawhi's healthy, if George is healthy, then they got Norman Powell, Robert Covington, both 3 and D type players. Uh, Terrence Mann's going to get better. And you have Boston, who I think can be a really good NBA player, Boston Jr. He's not even going to play next year. So, I mean, it's the Clippers. The Lakers are working out guys like Langston Galloway. Kyle Guy. I mean, that's mm. just not a good trajectory Yikes. for the organization. That's what happens when you when you pay Russell Westbrook $47 million. That, they're digging their own grave. It's their own fault. Yeah, it's definitely the Clippers right now. They're, I mean, they just have to stay healthy. But, you know, they have a four. They made the play-in last year without their best two players for most of the season. So it's got to be the Clippers. Yeah, um, I'm going to very optimistically go with the Lakers. Mm. Um, I think when you look at the two studs, LeBron and AD, Kawhi and Paul George, I think... When healthy, I'll take LeBron and AD and, and, and just be hopeful that Palinka and Darvin Ham can find some way to construct a roster around those two. Um, I mean, you know, I'm going to go with my clip show. I, I, I love my clip show, man. I've, I've been a fan since I was 17. I, I, I'm i always going to go. Into it, Dome's looking clip. nice. I, dude, I can't wait. I Into cannot it, Dome's wait. Nice. I cannot we wait. We became great friends just now. <laughs> Did we just become best <laughs> <Yeah>. friends? <laughs> um, well, guys, we're going to chill for now. Seg one is in the can. Seg two, coming up, guys, um, when we come back, we're going to hear from my boy, TBC, Super Bowl winning champ. When we come back, on the Mightier 1090 and ESPN Radio and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Well, guys, welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Uh, just as a reminder, if you have questions or comments or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in L.A., Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline at 310-400-0340. That's 310-400-0340. Okay, guys, we're going to go to the Circus Sports guest hotline with my boy, TBC. What it do? I love, love hey. me some Tully Bantacane over here. Um, T- Tully, how's, how's mass right now? I know you travel way too much, man. We like to never hang out. I know, right? I keep a booger in my eye with all these flights. <laughs> um, it's good to be on the East Coast. You know, the weather's picking up out here. My Warriors uh, are out here with me, too, for Game 3. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, it's just good to be back in the, in the beam. 
Yeah, well, I mean, we, we miss you. We wish you were back in L.A., but uh, the Beantown is obviously, you know, your secondary home over there. Um, is there any, um, what are your predictions? As far, I know you're rooting high for the Warriors. I know I lost my bet, and we have another one coming, but, um, and we'll get to that bet in a second. What, uh, what are your predictions as far as, like, do, are you taking that three and a half? I know you're, like, a straight-up kind of guy, but are you taking that three and a half for the, the Golden State Warriors? I'm taking that all day. All day. I think the Warriors... Um, they got their they got their stride back. They got their swagger back. Last game, I think the game one even they came out the gate hot, uh, and then they just kind of they kind of stepped off the gas in the fourth quarter, and that was the uh, the coaching emphasis for game two is to keep stay on the gas all four quarters, and now getting uh, Gary Payton back, I think Iguodala's back in the lineup too. Um, I think they, they match up really well. The Celtics are, are, are no no joke. I, I still think Tatum hasn't had his best game yet. Um, so we'll see what happens tonight uh, in the Garden. But um, I think the Warriors are just uh, they got too much momentum, and, and they're going to be they're going to be covering spread all series. Yeah, TBC. It's Brandon Deutsch here. We haven't met. Um, nice to meet you over the phone. I wanted to ask you about Scott Foster's record when officiating for the Celtics. Well, in Celtics games, but we know it's for the Celtics. Twelve and zero. Warriors would be the team to break that streak. They're looking dominant. I agree with you. I think people are underestimating how dominant the Warriors have been. Really, only one quarter of the Celtics have been better than them this whole series. I know it's only two games. I'm with you. I think the Warriors still win in six games. I want to take them tonight, but it scares me, man. Scott Foster, the Celtics are 12-0 and when he officiates their games. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just recently saw that, um, that show, The Winning Time, um, about the Lakers. And the one episode was about when they went into Boston and um, the refs just called everything against the, the, the Lakers. Um uh, but they still pulled it out. They still pulled it out and, and got the win. Um, I just think, I don't know how a ref can affect the trajectory of a Steph Curry, Steph Curry three ball. Hey, t- hey, <laughs> sorry. Hey, Tully, it's, it's Grant Mona. Uh, we haven't met. It's nice to meet you over the phone. Um, I wanted to ask okay. you because uh, Mike Vrabel is one of your teammates from back in the day. And um, he's doing a great job as the Titans head coach. Um, he's gotten them to do a couple playoff appear- appearances. So what, what's your view on him as a, as a head coach right now? I mean, he's kind of doing his thing out there, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Mike, uh, it, it's no surprise. Uh, when I played with him, it was like having um, another head coach on the team. The guy uh, would even challenge Belichick in meetings. Um, and even prove him wrong in a couple instances. Um, so Mike's always kind of just been that, um, you know, he's, he's just born to be a coach. Talk about born ready, right? right. He's, uh, <laughs> he's just always had that ability um, to break down offenses, defenses. He knows all the terminologies. Um, he answers pretty much any question. He answers questions that coaches don't even have. Uh, I've seen him do it. So, uh, what he's doing in Tennessee is phenomenal, and I think they're they're getting inching closer to that Super Bowl appearance, um, especially with getting Henry back. I think he's assembled some great players. Um, so we'll see what happens. I know there's that quarterback uh, controversy happening now with the young rookie over there, but if anyone can defuse it and, and get the ship sailing straight, it's going to be Mike Grable. 
Yeah, uh, totally. I wanted to ask you about the 49ers. I know you played for them. Kyle uh, has gotten a lot, I wouldn't say a lot of flack for blowing fourth quarter leads in big games, but the, he seems to get there, which is impressive um, almost every year. What are, your, what are your expectations for the San Francisco 49ers next season with maybe, a, you know, a Trey Lance, a quarterback who hasn't, doesn't have much experience? What's their ceiling? Um, well, there, uh, there's no ceiling on that team. I think, you know, the emergence of Debo Samuel last year, um, got them. And I think he, he won a lot of the games for them last year, considering a lot of the injuries they had with Jimmy, uh, some other guys got injured, you know, losing Raheem Moster was a big blow for them. But then we got to see Elijah Mitchell, uh, do his thing. I think, you know, they're, they're a team that's primed for a Super Bowl run. Um, the conference did just get uh, a little easier with Russell Wilson leaving Seattle, um, but it did get tougher with uh, the Rams now just re-signing uh, Aaron Donald to a ridiculous deal, um, but well-deserved. Um, so, I mean, I think they're the team to beat in that division, and I think Shanahan, um, what he's been able to do offensively, um, has proven that, you know, they're, they're a high-caliber team with, with Debo Samuel. Hopefully he doesn't have to play that much running back this year. Um, but I, I, I have a high hope for the 49ers. Tully, you just made a you brand made my day. day. <laughs> I'm with you. Everyone <laughs> is sleeping on the 49ers. They do this every year, every single year, every year. Yes, the Rams are great. The Rams have the best roster in the NFL with Buffalo. Yes, but, like, San Francisco, if Trey Lance is even, like, halfway decent, like better than Jimmy. I know he's going to struggle oh, for some, you know, like their ceiling is, is off the charts with Shanahan's play calling. Oh, Trey Lance. I mean, I got to see him up close and personal coaching there last year. Uh, that kid, I mean, wow. The kid can throw balls. I've never seen like, he, he you know, he, he can run to the right, throw it all the way back at a 60 yard bomb, you know, uh, you know, off his back foot, you know, to the left. And they hit it on a dime. I mean, the guy's got every tool in the toolbox. Uh, it's just his decision-making is going to be the difference. And I think Shanahan, if he can simplify the offense, simplify his reads um, and the weapons that they have, with Kittle, you know, healthy, Debo, IU, uh, Juwan Jennings is, is catching his stride as a player, and Elijah Mitchell on a second year, um, I, I think they're going to be a tough thing to beat. And, and also Ward, people forget one of the best corners in the NFL they just picked up in the offseason from, from Kansas City kind of raises their ceiling on the defensive end. Um, I'm, gl I'm glad to hear this stuff about Trey Lance. <laughs> Hopefully they find a trade partner for Jimmy because Jimmy's big problem and where he's limited is, yeah, he's a good decision maker, but he can't throw the long ball. You know, and that's an issue, especially with, with the receiver they drafted from SM, SMU. I think Danny Gray is his name. They're, I think they're going with Trey Lance. They're going to roll with him in week one. Tully, as a Rams fan, yeah. you scared me. Sorry. just need to yeah. <laughs> You scared me with all that we Trey Lance like, talk the Rams as a their, Rams fan. The Rams won their Super Bowl. It's time for the 49ers to make a run. It is time. And having Jimmy, if they keep Jimmy, I mean, as a backup, I, I think that's the best backup quarterback you can have anyway in, in, in the event something happens with Trey. So they, they got some serious depth. Uh, they did lose Alex Mack. That's uh, big, yeah. Position. So that, that's a big hole. Uh, so we'll see what they do to shore that up. And then defensively, I mean, that D-line's coming back other than D.J. Jones. I thought that was a big loss. 
uh, on the D line, uh, but they still have you know a, a boatload of talent. Uh, they've got some pretty good draft picks. Bosa is you know he's trying to make his name ring bells again, like he did a couple years ago, and especially last year. Um, the middle linebacker position, I think, is going to be great again. Uh, and now, like you just said, their secondary getting Ward, and they already have the other Ward in the back. Uh, we'll see. I think Hafanga is going to take over at the other safety position. So they got some a good mix of young guys, uh, core guys that's been on the team for a while. So I'm excited for for the for the Niners. So. Totally. This is uh, Jake Dicker. Very nice to meet you over the phone. Uh, you played your college football at Cal, so I'd love to dive into some Pac-12 football. Um, is USC, you know, with their additions of Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, on and off the field, are they just, you know, two? Are they just going to run away with the Pac-12 this year? Who do you like uh, out out west this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, every year uh, it's a toss-up for me. I, I think uh, USC is always going to be a team to beat. Uh, Oregon is always going to be in the mix. Uh, they got some. They got some good guys over there. A lot of my, uh, some of my college and uh, pro teammates are actually coaching over at Oregon now. Todd Lupoi is the D coordinator. Adrian Clem is a heavy offensive line. Um, but you know me. I mean, I, I don't really pay attention to that many other teams. I'm a Cal Bear through and through. Go Bears! I think they're they're the team that, you know, they got some pretty good recruits. And considering the teams, the, the games that they played, uh, they've kept it close to pretty much every team they played in the Pac-12. Um, so I'm hoping that this is the year they bust through and, and get it done. They, they do got an opener, I believe, against Notre Dame, uh, which I think I'm going to head out to watch that one this year. Uh, I've never been to Notre Dame in my life. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Pac-12, it's, you know, it, every team has got a chance. Uh, I don't see anyone, even especially USC, just taking over regardless of who they got. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Tully, about, you know, because we're, we're in Southern California, we have to talk about the Rams, I know, um, with, the, with the Niner fans over here. It's, it's tough, but uh, AD, with his $95 million deal, um, was just restructured. I don't know how they have that cap space. Um, who knows? Uh, but... They have a good team. They have a good young, uh, well, not young roster, in their prime roster. How, what are, you know, I know we talked about the Niners ceiling. The Rams, how hard is it going to be for them to repeat? Are, do you think they'll be better with Bobby Wagner, you know, with Donald's restructured deal, with Cup coming back, Stafford coming back? Or are they going to average out? That's a good question, you know, and there's another team in L.A., I think, people aren't talking yep. enough about Chargers. Chargers. I think their ceiling is actually a lot higher. Uh, but the Rams, considering what they were able to do last year, um, I, I think, you know, they're, they're going to be the team to beat uh, considering the guys that they have. Um, also, you know, they get Robert Woods back, I believe, right? And uh, Cam Akers should have a, a healthier season. So, yeah, I, I, I don't really recall who they got in the draft. Um but I do know that, you know, any team, it's been 20 years since uh, a team's won back-to-back Super Bowls. Uh, that would be the New England Patriots, my, mm-hmm. my second year in the NFL. So. Had to bring it up, man, didn't you? Had to bring it up. I mean, it's a dynasty. He was a part of it. Be proud. Yeah. So, you know, we're coming on the 20th, so on the 20th. It's, it's not an easy task, um, especially with, you know, the bullseye on your back. Uh, and then that division with the Niners, you know, I think the Niners, were the better team even last year 
Uh, so, you know, a couple plays, a drop interception here, a little misthrow here and there was the big difference uh, in that playoff game against the Rams last year and the Niners. So the Niners, I think, are going to be the team that the Rams are going to really have to uh, deal with if they want to get back, um, whether it's in the regular season or even in the playoffs. And the rest of the NFC, I believe, got really good as well. I mean, Tampa Bay, uh, they're getting Brady back. Um, we'll see what happens with them. Um, who else is another big team in the NFC that we got to watch out for? I think Minnesota is another team that's on the rise. So, so there's, there's some other teams that, you know, I, I have to look at the Rams' schedule. But I, I think they're good, but I don't know if they're good enough to back the back it. Toy, that's exactly where I was going. I have the Rams schedule pulled up right here. The Rams schedule is tough. Yes. Uh, Bills in week one. Got to play the 49ers mm-hmm. twice. Host the Cowboys in week five. Go to Tampa in week seven. They have to go to New Orleans, which is never easy. To Kansas City. To Green Bay. Uh, they got the Chargers, uh, the Broncos. I mean, the Rams schedule is tough. There's not a lot of, you know, cakewalk uh, games here, you know, they got Carolina and Atlanta, where you know two that you can kind of just write in as W's before the game starts. But the Ram, the Rams schedule is tough this year. They're going to be challenged every week. They're going to be banged up. Um, it's it's going to be it's not going to be another you know cakewalk year for the Rams. I think they're definitely going to have to prove themselves uh, again in a very loaded NFC. I mean, Tully, you went back to back. What does it what does it take? Like, what advice would you give these guys? Well, you know, for us. At the time, the, the AFC East was a cakewalk, considering the division. I don't think the Jets, Buffalo, or Miami were. were we, we smoked that division uh, both both years. And that's half the battle is winning your division and getting into the playoffs. Uh, and then it just depends on who you get. Uh, if you have a bye week, that obviously helps. So for us, uh, that was kind of the formula was, you know, knowing that we could get through that, that division. For the Rams, you know, the only team that really I would say got worse is Seattle. But Arizona, you know, they were they came out the gate hot last year. I mean, they were like, what, eight games in a row? Uh, they were looking like maybe they were going to be that, that next undefeated team to do it. Uh, so that, and they got, they got really a lot of different um, weapons. They're going to get Hopkins back. Uh, so, yeah, I think for the Rams, if they can handle that division first and foremost with the Niners and the Rams, and you know, you never can count Seattle out, but, uh, and then like all the other teams you just said on that schedule, Kansas city, I mean, Oh my God, Kansas city looks like they're going to be a team to, to beat for sure. Uh, and, and I know Patrick Mahomes is going to get back in that Super Bowl, So it's not going to be sweet in any stretch of the imagination. All right, Tully, I, you brought up the Chargers. I want to discuss, because I'm high on them, too. I actually think they're the best team in that division. I know you just brought up the Chiefs. Yes, they have the best quarterback in the NFL, arguably. They've got still a good roster, even without Tyreek, you know, Kelsey, all the guys they have. But I think the I agree with you. I think the Chargers could get to the Super Bowl this year, as crazy as it sounds, if Staley can learn how to call plays, because he had some really questionable play calling last year with a very um, talented team. But Khalil Mack, and you, you add in uh, J.C. Jackson, all these guys. What, what are your thoughts here? I agree. Uh, you know, Herbert is, is poised to, to make that kind of run. I think he's the, you know, put the team on his back type of quarterback, similar to a Josh Allen, just younger. Uh, and I think with more upside in terms of, of throwing the ball, 
So, yeah, you, you just named the players. I mean, you know, Khalil Mack is primed to have another breakout season. Uh, he was off last year. Um, he got traded. So I know he, you know, this is a contract year for him. Uh, I, I hate to see that guy, you know, in a contract year. I hate to be playing against him. So uh, with Bosa on the other edge, I just don't know who you can double team. J.C. Jackson, you know, is a, is a um, you know interception machine. So they have all the, the the tools on both sides of the ball to get to that Super Bowl. Tully, thank you so much for your time. Before we let you go. Um I know you're working on a boatload of stuff right now. Um, can you can you share with us right now what you're working on? And um, uh, basically, this is your promo time. <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah. Check me out. I'm going to be on America's Got Talent uh, next Tuesday with Players Choir. We auditioned, so uh, I'm excited to, to, to see that air on uh, next Tuesday on NBC. So check us out there. Um, I also have a clothing line called DIF Diff Did It First um, that will be coming out with uh, straw hats for this summer for the pool parties, beach parties, boat parties, you name it. I'm going to have hats for you guys for that. I was about to say, um, where's my hat, gonna, man? You you promised me this a long time ago. I, I know, I know. <laughs> We're restocking. We're restocking right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then I have another big pay-per-view event that um, that's coming up that uh, you guys will hear about in the news. Uh, awesome and also don't forget to uh we are also both part of the believe podcast network um don't forget to listen to tully's uh podcast guys out there jokes and jocks with mr tully bantacane um any any other questions guys before we uh, let tully go no well tully we know you're we know you're busy man you're always grinding you're always hustling so i don't i don't want to take any more of your time um but thank you so much for your time and be and and taking the time to talk to us Thanks a lot for having me. Uh, good talking with you guys. And um, it should be some good basketball tonight. You guys will get to see Jihei butt naked. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's our week. bet. <laughs> sorry, we forgot, to, we forgot to talk about the bet, man. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I'm, still, I'm still sticking with it, man. Souths and seven, bro. It's, it's going to freaking happen. It's going to freaking happen. Um, well, enjoy some bovas for me. Will do. Will do. <laughs> You're the best. It's Tully. Thank you so much. You got it. Thanks for having me, guys. Th thank you. Well, guys, um, anything else that you wanted to bring out to the to the forefront before we only have like a minute left in the show? Let's all pray that the Lakers can get back to contention next year. I will not be amen praying to, for that. Amen yeah, to no, that. Same, same. I will not be praying. We're, we're on the yeah. we're on the same same, same level. level, same track. Uh, and again, who, who do you guys got and by how much for tonight? I got I got the Celtics tonight by ten. I had the Warriors by five, but Scott Foster, Celtics by two. Mm. I'll take the Celtics to cover. If I'm going to give you a number, I'll go by eight. Mm. Celtics by six. Yeah, I'm going to go Celtics by six, too. I think that that's a really, really, really good call on that one, Armand. Well, guys, that's all she wrote. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is the Arash Marikazi Show, and Arash will be back tomorrow with us. Um, until then, guys, stay safe. Stay healthy. Deuces. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Everybody got their own thing. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.